Hello and welcome to another episode of Nerd Goofery and I am your host Will and uh, sorry it's been a while. Uh, life has been just kind of radical lately. Um, let me see. I kind of graduated college. I'm still, I still have to do several classes I have left to do, but uh, I'm going to get those done during the summer. I'm currently in the process of moving out of my apartment and totally not going to go live with my mom for a couple months. <laughs> no, that's, that's totally what I'm doing. And then getting a real job, which I think I have a lead on, and then maybe getting something in the film industry. It's all still up in the air, but right now I have a solid plan going which is just kind of get a job and uh, live life and not go broke because my expensive hobbies. So yeah. Also apologies if the sound quality is weird. I'm probably gonna go back and uh, scan through it, but I am not in the, the studio room on my school's campus anymore. Unfortunately, I am actually just in my bedroom in my apartment late at night. It's 1021. But no one's really in my build or in my building except for my one of my roommates. He's on the other side of the building, so I think we should be okay. So if there is any interference, please bear with me. I am still new to this, so uh, yeah. Going off of that, let's get into today's topic. So how I phrase this? Uh, my favorite thing in the whole wide world is um, not Marvel. Not Korra, even though it's pretty, those two are actually pretty damn close. Um, but it's actually Transformers. So if you live under a rock, Transformers are is a franchise that are, or is, Transformers is a franchise that is about transforming robots. More to meets the eye, robots in disguise. Um, there are these uh, robots who can convert into alternate modes. Sometimes they're planes, trucks, or well, car, I mean cars, trucks, tanks, planes, boats even. Sometimes they can also be animals. So like a gorilla, a cheetah, a rat even, a freaking velociraptor, a T-Rex. There's a, there's a lot of good stuff. A lot of, there, there's been a lot of uh, variety as the, as the brand has gone on over the past 37 years. 37 years, god damn, I'm, that's like an old man. I mean, not old, but like, I'm in my early 20s, okay? I'm, I feel old. <laughs> Maybe not. But anyway, so I'm sure most of you who are listening are probably just aware of the movies. So there's actually seven movies, believe it or not. So there is the very first one that was back in 1986, the Transformers, the Moody, the, the, the Moody, the movie um, that was based off the cartoon at the time, which is, again, what people know it for. So that came out in 86 kill off optimus prime and she's a whole bunch of new cast and new toys because i'm gonna let you in a little spoiler um the existence of the brand is to sell toys there's literally a whole page on tfwiki.net about it because that's literally how <laughs> capitalism <laughs> and maybe not capitalism but that's just how money or that's how that's how a franchise works is that you gotta make money somehow uh, you got to please the shareholders and all that. but um, So yeah, so there was the A6 movie plus the cartoon. And then I'm sure what most people know them for is live action movies direct, all directed by Michael Bay. Um, so the first one came out in 2007. And then Revenge of the Fallen in 09, Dark of the Moon in 2011, 10 years ago now. Goddamn. Um, the fourth one, Age of Extinction in 2014. 
Last Night in 2017, and then the black, the white sheep of the family. I was about to say black sheep, but no. <laughs> I mean, because it could be a black sheep. Bumblebee. It's Bumblebee. I'm talking about Bumblebee. The one uh, directed by Travis Knight and came out in late 2018. Um, so I'm kind of just going to delve into my history with the brand, and I'll talk about the movies, I'm sure, in very, very long detail, because I do have quite a bit to say about them, especially since I grew up with them. But uh, yeah, today I'm going to be focusing on what got me hooked. So let me think. Um, so when I was five years old, I had a wife. <laughs> I was married to this girl, this girl um, that I met in Montessori school. And, um, actually I, I had two wives. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but everyone does stupid shit when they're putting your fire result. I remember it was with Jack Skellington. Her Jack Skellington doll was our officiant at our wedding. But anyway, <laughs> so the girl's dad was actually super into Transformers and by proxy, she was kind of into it, but not as much as he was, but what they had, or so every time I go over to their house and hang out with my quote unquote wife, uh, they had transformers, a little bit of transformers. I remember they had her, her dad had the Dinobots, so I think Slag, uh, Swoop, and maybe Grimlock. I don't know if he had all five. I don't remember seeing Sludge or Snarl, but I could be wrong though. I hope I'm wrong. Granted, this is this is some nearly almost 20 years ago, so memory's obviously fuzzy. Uh, and then also Aaron John, Rodimus, and Prowl, and those were new toys released at the time. And uh, I'm like, wow, what are these things? Because at this time, I was also kind of into Power Rangers. There was a bit of overlap my first couple years in the Transformers, but our first major thing was definitely Power Rangers, but didn't, it doesn't outview that that have that same staying power in terms of my nostalgia that Transformers has. Um, so yeah. So then, let me see. I'm actually wrote down some notes this time, so <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a hang of this podcasting thing, I think, you guys. Um so my fifth birthday, her dad uh, gave me the big the big Starscream figure. I think it was Supreme Class, if I remember correctly. It's like a giant $50 toy. But yeah, no, I got that Starscream figure from them as my first driver Transformer and a birthday gift. So I'm like, wow, this is so cool. The cool thing about Starscream was that he actually, so he had one cyber key, but he actually had three places you could put it. Um, if I remember correctly... On, there's one on his back which is, turns into his thrusters in jet mode that unlocks I think uh, lights and sounds in his um, shoulder quote molded on shoulder cannons and then he had two more slots on either on one on each arm so his right arm I think was a sword and the left arm was a blaster with a missile or get away around but you get my point sword and a blaster with a missile so that was pretty cool and then he turned into his big giant chunk of a jet oh sadly i do not have the toy uh when you, like i said when you're young you tend to do pretty stupid shit uh <laughs> i sold it to my neighbor because we or we have traded some transformers and yeah do i regret that oh fuck yeah of course i do i mean our first transformer Ugh. i mean i want to get it one day but um you know what let's go i'm gonna go on ebay i'm gonna multitask Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, Supreme Class Starscream. Supreme Class 
start screen. He got uh, Redeco back in like 2013, 2014 at Toys R Us, but it was like $80 or I think 100 Um So I'm like, nah, that's too expensive. And yeah, it's just, it's just hard. But yeah, let me see. Supreme class, $30 for, oh my God. Someone's just telling the head for $8. That's... That's baloney jabroni. One thing I remember about him too is that his um his tail fins always came off as they were on this little mushroom um peg. Not a peg, but uh I guess it was kind of a peg. There was a hole in it that you could put it in. But anyways, ooh, hey, that's in there. That's uh that's near me. Crown. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, how can I forget? He came with his crown. So the crown was based on the uh, one from the from the anime movie back in back in 1986. I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, his transformation was super simple, though. I remember. I'm just, I'm looking at a picture of him on an eBay listing right now. His nose cone just folded. His legs kind of swung out, and the nose cone folded in. And then his arms, you just fold them out from underneath, and then you fold it down. You some folding, bing, bang, boom. You've got a giant like 12 inch robot. 12? Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, that was definitely one of my favorite uh, toys from that line too. Because Cybertron uh, was the line that was just starting to come out when I got Starscream. Because he was their big ticket item when the line or after the line got got rolling. So the cool thing about Cybertron was that the so they had these little keys, these little Cyber Planet keys in the show. They had these big powers so like star screens like i said he had three lights and sounds the blade and the missile launcher so like a couple other ones like remember right alert in that same line has a pair of flip out cannons uh hot shot who i love his toy i love his character he just has has just has wings that that fold out when you plug in his key i mean some of them aren't super exciting i mean no <laughs> the ones i just mentioned aren't super exciting but then I think they got. I think they got the hang of that by like the middle, or the second half of the line, where like I remember Cybertron Defense, uh, Scattershot. I didn't have him. But I had a redeco of him a couple years after. But I remember. Um, so that mold, he actually has again. He has two ports because he has this big old. Um, he turns into basically an anti-air tank. So he has all these uh, sculpted on miss or sculpted in missiles. And so what you could do is there was a slot for the key at the back of each half. And in the robot mode, each half became his forearm. So you plug in the key. One of them was a fold-out blaster. You can you can uh, extend all the way out. So he has his BFG. And then the other one was a dual missile launcher. So it could actually shoot two missiles. Like two like actual like toy missiles. So that is honestly pretty cool. Um, the best toy in that line, which I wish I... Uh, I don't think I still have them. But the leader class top to this prime toy, oh, oh my god, that is a force to be reckoned with in terms of just great toy. It was a great toy. So basically, he turns into a fire truck, which was kind of the norm for him at the time, because the first time he was a fire truck was in two thousand and one in Robots in Disguise. And then I believe Armada and Energon just kind of turned him into a semi truck with trailer, just futuristic, unlike G one. But Cybertron kind of changed the status quo again, had him become a fire truck, but with a trailer. So basically, 
he had you have this ro- this cab rope so the cab turns into a robot and then the trailer turns into a wing pack the cool thing about the wing pack is that it has these two armatures from the fire truck mode one of them is is just like a license sounds thing and the other one is just a holder for his uh rifle and robot mode but thing you can do is, or again if the cyber key flips out missiles but thing was so cool because um his super mode when you combine the trailer like i said it turns into a wing pack so you give him boots you give him these two more bfgs and then um he also has the matrix of Le- the matrix of leadership in his chest which is so you can open open up his chest and you actually see it there i think that was one of the first was that one of the first time? I think it was. I think it was one of the first times a mainstream toy actually had a removable, let alone sculpted. Uh, okay, not sculpted. Armada had, Armada had a sculpted one, so did RAD. But um, are actually removable Matrix of Leadership, which is a big deal because again, the A6 movie. So yeah, and that link is. Let me just check my notes here. But yeah, that was a great toy. Um, I don't have a whole lot of them. I have been slowly going on to eBay every year <laughs> to get um some of the ones i had that i don't have anymore like last one i or one of the last ones i got was at the end of my freshman year of college a few years ago i got cannonball which is a redeco of red alert i had a cannonball as a kid i did not have red alert so but he had a cool he had a cool paint scheme it was um this charcoal black or gray i guess with um seafoam green highlights it looks like a skeleton designs pretty cool you have to look it up sometimes actually some cool shit and then he has beige and purple and robot mode and oh he had purple windshield oh, but i don't have him with me i think he's back down in my my uh, parents house but anyway let me see so year 2006 the funny thing was that that was also the uh, 20th anniversary of the 1986 movie the reason why the 1986 movie is such a big deal was because it accomplished two things. One, it killed off Optimus Prime, Megatron, and the whole cast of characters from the first two years of the cartoon and the toy line, right? So, I remember Optimus Prime's death scene. That shit makes me cry. I'm a full-grown adult, and that shit still makes me cry. <laughs> but Because he's just... He, Optimus Prime is just this infallible character. I mean, yeah, sure. Maybe he said booby as part of booby trap one episode. But hey, it's the 80s. It's supposed to be super fucking cheesy. So, I mean, you can't help but laugh. But it's it's hard to see someone that's literally a role model whose motto literally is freedom is the right of all beings. Especially that, that, like, that really hits home. Especially because of all the shit that... Amer- us americans went through last year with black lives matter riots and all that which i am for i am totally for black lives matter i should clarify that for i'm um, for all rights especially trans rights and lgbtq rights but anyway it was a big deal because like wow hasbro decided to kill off their their the fan favorite character f- fucking leader of the good guys the funny thing, too, is that they actually pulled the same shit in the G.I. Joe movie the same year, but <laughs> they 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 wrote themselves a loophole um, by stating that uh, Duke, because they pulled the same, the same shit on Duke from the G.I. Joe team. Um, they pulled the same shit, except they actually, I think they explained afterwards or in some it wasn't in the movie i could be wrong and have not seen a gi joe movie but this is just me recounting information off tf wiki from my memory so please forgive me but um 
yeah, Duke was quote unquote in a coma. Like, bro, Duke's not in a coma. He's fucking dead. Optimus Prime's dead. Duke's dead. Goddamn, Hasbro. You got some balls on you. <laughs> yeah, 1986 was definitely an interesting year uh, for Transformers. Or Hasbro, I guess, in general. But anyway, so, and then the other thing that uh, the 86 movie did was it added a whole bunch of information to the canon. So up until that point, the Matrix of Leadership was not a thing in the cartoon even though i believe in the episode of prime problem in season two they totally could have done it but they didn't uh probably because they didn't see a script for the movie but i digress anyways so the matrix of leadership is introduced as basically the MacGuffin, which if you don't know what MacGuffin is basically the plot device that can stop the yeah can stop the bad guy from wreaking excuse me wreaking total chaos there are uh, a lot of movies like that back in the day, too. Um, I can't miss, list me out off the top of my head. But so the Matrix of Leadership was introduced. Unicron, which is basically the devil. I like to I like to personally believe in Transformers canon because Primus is the god. But he was never established in the cartoon. He was established in the comics. That's a whole nother can of worms. But so yeah, Unicron was introduced. And then the other thing I remember most about the movie real quick is actually has something to do with Unicron. Or a couple of things, actually. So Unicron was voiced by Orson Welles. Like, yeah, Citizen Kane, Orson Welles. That fucking dude. God rest his soul. He that literally It was literally his last uh, role before he passed away, I think in late 85 or something. It was, it was right around when he finished his work on the movie. And uh, so I'm like, wow, that's cool. I mean, not that he died. But I mean, like some dude who makes movies or and like you know was part of movies in the war of worlds uh, radio show uh was the bad guy in the anime movie so I'm like oh my god wow and then now as a film student i'm i had to watch citizen kane and then maybe one or two of his other movies and uh yeah i'm like that's not the guy from citizen kane that's the guy who voiced unicron you guys who else here knows unicron and then no one raises their hand <laughs> But anyway, so that's how I know about Orson Welles was through this movie. I did not watch Disney when I was a kid. It, 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 yeah, I'm not, I don't bore myself. Uh, but then, so at the very end of the movie, Eudicron's um, dis- dismembered fucking floating head is now a moon uh, of Cybertron. Literally, the last frame of the movie, as the credits start rolling down, is his ugly mug just in the dead center of space and keeps it just it just lingers there for way too long that gave me that should give me nightmares you guys that should give me nightmares i mean i guess that's is that what's supposed was that is that what a good villain's supposed to do is give you nightmares hmm interesting anyway and then what else did the movie introduce rodimus ultra magnus whole new cast characters the first major female transformer she wasn't for rca was not the first one it's actually alita one along with chromia moonracer firestar and all of alpha trion's bitches <laughs> um in season two uh the cartoon the year before but yeah no rc was the was the first like big uh mainstay that was a female character because alita only had like one episode in season two and then one after in season three in wardon where the, where the air robots go back in time and see the creation of optimus prime yada 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 but um what else but yeah, there's a lot of memorable lines, which I'll say in One Shall Fall when Optus and Megatron basically fight to the death. 
honestly, there's a whole there's I could go on, but but literally, one shall stand, one shall fall, one shall fall is literally the most borderline overused quote in Transformers media, like ever. It's almost in every single major franchise or major continuity in the franchise in one way or another. It's in live action movies. I mean, it's cool to hear in live action movies. I I'll give them that because you know they're banking on that nostalgia, but. In the, in the cartoons, then it gets kind of tedious. But, but yeah, the 86 movie had a, a great soundtrack, a great score. That's how I learned about Weird Al. His song Dare to be Stupid was playing when the Junkions were doing their thing <laughs> on Junkion. <laughs> ah, good times. I actually just got the score on vinyl literally yesterday. Uh, I got it off Amazon. And uh, yeah, no, it's really good stuff. It, it It's one of the movies that made me fall in love with uh, filmmaking. Maybe just a little bit more of a bias because it's Transformers, you know? It's not exactly Citizen Kane. <laughs> I know, bad, bad, bad joke. But yeah, so then, let me see. So in 2006, it was the 20th anniversary of the movie, so I got that on DVD plus the soundtrack. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And then that kind of made me fall down a rabbit hole, like a lot. Because <laughs> Cybertron had ended at that point. Uh, I did watch the cartoon, by the way, the Cybertron cartoon. I did watch that. It's okay. It's very, uh, it's very padded. Very, uh, I'll let TF Wiki probably handle informing you about that. Aaron John and Armada are worse, but Cybertron doesn't get off scot-free either. Anyways, so Cybertron finished up. So what they did, so Hasbro did was they did two things. They finished out the Cybertron line and they started doing reimaginings of all their classic characters from the first couple of years of the brand. So like they so they called the line classics. I and the ones I specifically do still have somewhere in some capacity. I still have Deluxe Class Mirage. Mirage is fucking cool. He's basically turns invisible. And he's a race car. I mean, I don't know how cooler you can get than that. I still have the Optimus, I was Voyager class. I have the Megatron that basically turns into a Nerf gun with his fusion cannon on top. <laughs> it's actually a fun toy. I just wish it faded in my hands. I remember I found it a couple years ago uh, back home, and like I, I turned him into Gunbow. I'm like, oh my god, how was he able to hold this as such a little kid? Because now, if I remember correctly, the handle only goes to about where my middle finger is, and I, came, I can barely fit my index finger in the trigger guard because <laughs> if you pull the trigger it goes snap snap because you know there's like a little ratchet in there because you can't actually shoot you know we can't make a toy gun anymore <laughs> and then what else yeah I had mirage optimus it was a, it was a small line though i did not have starscream i had ultra magnus and I had stars or starscream skywarp those were those last two were only at target i remember it and they go for good amount of money on ebay oh rodimus rodimus was cool he's turning into what's called a dome zero it's basically just super aerodynamic but super like thin low to ground car i thought that was one of the coolest things ever honestly but yeah they also did jetfire grimlock i had bumblebee the cool thing about bumblebee was that i only learned this a couple years ago but he so his design is chunky so i'm like huh Bumblebee's not really kind of, he's not really a chonky boy, you know? Then, um, I, I don't know how the, this was found out, but it makes sense given the time frame. Um, so Bumblebee, his robot mode is designed to be like a teenager where he has big shoes. So his big 
um, front. So his literally the whole front of his car turns into his feet, and so he has like big, uh, like almost like a chucks. I think they're called. I don't know. I don't wear chucks. And then he has like jeans on or something. He has sl- uh, slender legs, and then he has like a backpack. And then he had a little jet ski on a little trailer that turns into a jetpack you clip on his back so like oh it's super cool but yeah his uh, so the back of it, the back of his uh, carbo becomes his backpack and then it's like a hoodie almost and then he has um big old panels on his arms honestly that's so cool just to think about in 2006 that was that was definitely the style <laughs> it's hard to explain but i'm sure i'm, I'm sure it it tracks but the classics line kind of started um, what I would call the nostalgia line, where so it went from classics to universe to generations, and then generations has branched off into like two different trilogies. So there's the Prime Wars trilogy, so Combiner Wars, Universe 2.0, actually, Universe 2.0. Because in 2003, 2004, Hasbro started doing it, but it was just repaints of different toys and it was kind of weird, but cool at the time, because it, it took a lot of uh, characters that did, had, hadn't gotten toys in like some 20 years almost, so that was pretty cool. But anyway, so yeah, so Classics Universe 2.0, Generations, Generations again, and then Generations Trilogies, so that's Prime Wars, so Combiner Wars, Titan's Return, and then uh, Power of the Primes, and then the one we're in right now, about to finish up, the War for Cybertron trilogy. So that's Siege, Earthrise, and then Kena, which is what we're in right now. And uh, yeah, basically all these lines, all these lines basically uh, applied modern engineering to old characters. So as you can naturally imagine, there's probably like a billion Optus Prime toys, and just almost as many. Uh, Bumblebee toys nowadays like some of the Beast Wars stuff too like that's what Kingdom's kind of focus on and it took it they've obviously added new characters to the canon especially in the last couple of toy lines but it's honestly super cool to see how or like what their engineering what their design has evolved from in a span of like 10 years so it's, on, it's honestly really cool uh is it perfect no I mean is it damn near perfect probably so moving on real quick, the 2007 movie was a big influence on me as well, just because like, you know, if anything gets a movie adaptation, it's like it's on the big screen, like, oh my God, they're making it big, holy shit. Uh, so I, like I said, I'll get into the movie proper when uh, probably in another episode, but the toys for the time were, God, I hate you. My laptop, sorry. When the movie came out, toys were pretty cool, actually, because, I mean, compared to the studio series line now, um, it's night and day, but the toys were honestly a really good effort from the uh, design team to translate the super complex models uh, from the live action movie into, you know, budget toys. So it's honestly pretty cool. Like, um, so the toy line had a lot of um, neat stuff. So uh, they had the protoforms, which was the preview wave. So there was an optimist to turn to protoform, which is basically like the the inner work, the inner shell of a transformer, so to speak, without any kibble or any bits or anything. And then they also did one for Starscream, and those were honestly cool. Too bad Starscream kind of crumbled because of gold plastic syndrome. 
but Optimus, I do own a redeco of Optimus that came out a couple years ago, and uh, I have nothing but high marks on the, for that toy. I love it. It's honestly one of my favorites. But other than that, they had a bunch of All Spark enhanced, All Spark powered figures where they were based off props or vehicles that were in the movie. And the whole thing about the All Spark is that it's basically their MacGuffin <laughs> of of the first movie. It could bring to life any any device, electronic thing, majiggy. So yeah, like um, Stockade was one of the Sector Seven. Cadillacs, Landmine was one of the buggies. They it's it's had honestly such a such, excuse me, a lot of great ideas that I think are now overlooked just because they weren't in the movie. And I'm trust me, I am very, I'm very staunch about movie accuracy. Um, yeah, those toys were honestly great. And then going into going into the cartoon after the movie came out, because it was animated. It was from the same same creative team as Teen Titans, which I watched during that time as well, which was great. And if you haven't seen it, you totally should. Basically, it's not a reboot of the continuity, but Optimus isn't like a leader. He's basically a squad leader of a bunch of uh, lowlifes. <laughs> Maybe not lowlifes, but like bottom of the barrel type of uh, characters. or pe- I would say people, but they're robots, so bots. Uh, but animated really kind of how I phrase it animated really ignited the passion that I have for the whole franchise because it had so much passion especially in that third season that they were determined to make things different and that translated into the toys as well they were basically like very as they were very uh, heavy on the aesthetic side because if you look at the cartoon, they're very, um, I mean, they're animated. <laughs> they're very, um, it's hard to describe. But like, if you see it, you know what I'm talking about. Like, the Optimus has, like, curved air forearms, but he's very blocky, I guess. I don't know. But that aesthetic was honestly great. Um, some of the toys, a lot of the toys are really good. Um, I still have Rekgar. I wish I still had Blur. I still have the Voyager class Optimus and Jazz was a great toy if a bit simple. And then you know, going from there, 2009 animated, it was about to end. Ooh, Waspinator. Waspinator is a good toy. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so Revenge of Fallen came out and basically doubled down everything in the first movie. We had Devastator, the Constructicons, a whole bunch of new Autobots like, like uh, Jolt. My boy Jolt. I have a special fondness for Jolt. I don't know why. You mean... If you look at his character, he honestly is super cool because he turned into the first generation of the uh, Chevrolet, Chevrolet Volt. So think about it this way. Jolt the Volt. Bada bing, bada boom. Easy money. Uh, and he had these whips. And basically his one role in the movie was he was to combine Jetfire and Optimus Prime, spoilers, um, to make Super Optimus Prime. That's literally his only thing. And he's told by Ratchet to do so. And that he disappears and is never brought up ever again in any of the movies. R.I.P. <laughs> um, but Skids and Mudflap were... Oof. Should probably... Skids and Mudflap were basically... I, again, I'll get into this in uh, my deep dive, when I deep dive in movies proper. But um, Skid, the, the twins, uh, Skids and Mudflap, were very contentious. Especially if you look at them now. They can, they can never get away what we did now, honestly. Oof. Yeah, original fault wasn't that great. 
it was during the virus strike, so that definitely took a huge hit on it. But they had they had some good ideas in terms of uh, robots, but other than that, I mean, eh. But the toys were cool. The toys got way more complex. Like literally, the Lear class Optimus Prime took me half an hour to transform. That's that's how involved it was. But it's super accurate. It's still super accurate. It's a great toy. Um, nowhere near as hard to put together as some of the masterpieces that I own, but it's definitely up there, especially when you've had literally 10 years of practice like me. Uh, but what else? But yeah, I think I'm going to start wrapping it up from there because that's when I'm starting to get into um, a lot of overlap. But basically, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've noticed that I talk passionately about toys and it's because I mean it a hundred percent. These things were literally my life, uh, ever since I was five years old. So I do have a special fondness for a lot of them. I did want to go into engineering, but I kind of suck at math. So that's why I'm a film, I'm a film student, but hopefully I can work with Hasbro someday. Hasbro, if you're listening to this, give me, give me a call. Uh, <laughs> I want, I want to, I do want to make a Transformers movie. That would be honestly my dream. Or just to work on the brand in general, in in some capacity. Like hell, I do. I shoot a commercial for them if they want me to. Like I'll make this work, damn it. <laughs> but no, honestly, that's that is my dream in life is to work on the brand somehow. Um, I haven't done anything like official, so to speak. Uh, I the only the most official thing I've done is go to Botcon twice, back to back, 2014 and 2015. Uh, those will be in our uh, another episode because those were that was honestly that's the dream I had growing up was to go to a Transformers convention and I did that in 2014 when I was in high school so mission accomplished now I'm moving up in the world uh, but yeah hopefully I can cross that bridge if the bridge ever decides to open up or something you know but anyway so that about wraps it up. Um, thank you all for listening, of course, and I hope I, you learned something new about me or just something new in general today. And uh, just uh, take it easy. You guys have a good. You guys have a good night. Thank you. Bye bye.